Okay, thanks, Connie. Um, Dante has, has been with us for um, a year and a half. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with him. He's pr been pretty independent, been able to be his own man and do everything. But a couple of things have happened in his life recently that have really stepped his game up. Uh, one was convention, and I'm going to ask him to talk a little bit about that. And then also him becoming a walking billboard. And we're going to talk about how that's changed his life and why everybody on the call today can do what Dante has done. So Dante, why don't you share a little bit? And incidentally, you did a great job on the national call yesterday. For those of you that didn't hear it, that was very, very well done. So tell us about what happened for you at convention and then how becoming a walking billboard has changed your life. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me, uh, Dick and Connie. Uh, it's just always a pleasure uh, to be in your presence and, and to speak uh, to the both of you and to our, our wonderful team. Um, you, you know, convention, I just I can't uh, say it enough in regards of how, how it changed me and, and changed my thought process just about Equus, um, you know, uh, as a whole in regards to, again, the transparency, um, you know, that this company really is about, you know, looking out for the agent. But also the biggest thing that I got from the, the convention, too, is all the people at, at the top that's doing this thing consistently they all have one thing in common, and they have uh, they, they follow the system, but they, they have bought into the system, and um, so consequently, that's where some of you know the things that's going good in my business right now is is the product of. Yeah, um, you know when you made that comment about buying into the system. That's really important because once somebody is bought into the system, when they're tempted to walk away or do it a little bit different, um, because they bought into it, and, and I, I like to use a, an example of a military mission. You know, everybody when they're designing the plan may not be in agreement, but once they put a plan together, they walk out of that room totally united because they know in the process, God forbid, things don't go right, uh, everybody's got everybody's back. And that's kind of the, what we're trying to convey here because I spent, uh, I'm going to talk about my calling last night, but I spent uh, about an hour on the phone last night working with agents while they were in the home or strategizing cases. We want you to know when push comes to shove, we got your back. And I think that's important in terms of buying into the business. Now, when we talk about the walking billboard, you know, they, they discuss the three-foot rule at convention. Anybody gets within three foot of you, tell them what you do and either try to sell them something or get an appointment to sell them something or recruit them. I honestly think that Dante's got a 30-foot rule, but tell us a little bit, Dante, about how that changed your life because you don't use leads. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and one thing that I did, and, and I should tell uh, the team that I have been in healthcare marketing for, for close to 10 years now. So there's not a nursing facility, hospital, community center that I don't have a relationship with in the city of Cleveland. And so what I have done is, I've, I, you know, I've developed a rapport with all these doctors, these nurses, these people that run these nursing facilities. So why reinvent the wheel? They've already, I've already developed the rapport with them. Now I'm going back in there and marketing to them as if I, you know, I'm marketing, um, you know, the business of life insurance to them now as opposed to hospice. 
So my daily, I, I've created a daily routine, and if you don't mind, Dick, I, I'll, I'll go through it real quick. But no, uh, and, you know, and, and maybe that will help someone. But you know, from seven to nine in the morning, I'm pounding out of you know, administer, um, excuse me, administrational work from seven to nine. I'm making calls from nine to eleven. And now uh, between the hours of 11 and 4, I'm doing my marketing and and any early appointments that I may have. And what my marketing look like is I will target five assistant livings for for, for the day that I'll go in and and I'll have, you know, sometimes I'll have marketing uh, material with me, but but, but really mainly just my cards. I'll go in and sometimes I'll drop off maybe some, some donuts or things of that matter, to, to just, you know, start the conversation. And, again, I'm not trying to sell them. All I'm trying to do at that point is schedule the appointment with them. And so from hours from 5 to 7, I'm running appointments, and that's what my day looks like. And it, 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 it has been consistent over the past two months. That's what my day's look, day looks like over the past two months, Nick. Now, what is that transferred or into in production? running a routine like that, and I assume you do that five days a week and then Saturday you run appointments or Saturday yeah, so off? Saturdays, Saturdays I use it to really try to, try to you know, make my calls. I make my calls on Saturday mornings between the hours of 9 and 11. And then the rest of the day really is, is really meant for, you know, for my family and myself, you know, from Saturday on to Sunday. I barely suddenly run appointments on Sundays. So you're looking at this as a job, filling up your 40 hours a week, and this 40 hours a week is transferring into what type of production for you, Dante, on a weekly basis? Oh, wow. In the past nine months, at APV over close to 90,000. Yep, wow. 90, yeah. And, guys, listen to that because there's no expense in that. I just pulled up the numbers for Dante from January, and this is issued business, 16 applications, $25,668, and that was taking out three or four days to be in Orlando. So when someone says, oh, I can't go to convention, i got to write business. Nope. Dante knew he needed to be at convention, and he still protected 16 different people in the month of January. Now, he submitted more, although Dante has a very high issue rate, but that's how many were issued in the uh, month of January. So it is definitely working. One thing, Dante, I'd like for you to address if you would, is one of the most important things about what we do is what I started out with when I first started talking about, you know, we think this stuff is for selling, it's not so much for using, but one of the highest priorities a person has to have is belief. And that belief comes from different ways. Sometimes it comes like what Becky was sharing earlier, um, you know, calling that man and his wife or that lady and her mother died, uh, calling that man back and he's no longer uh, insurable now. And now knowing that both of them are facing the reality, if he dies next week in a car wreck or a heart attack, she's going to lose the farm, literally lose the farm. So your belief level is pretty high. How, how does that drive you to do what you do? I mean, it goes hand in hand, I, and I guess, Dick, because for me, being in hospice all those years, and, and yes, I was on the business side of it, you know, but, but sometimes I used to sit down and, and, and have families 
uh, have to, you know, sign a, you, you know, a form in order to allow my nurses and, and, and staff to come in and care for their families. So I saw firsthand mom and pop didn't leave a will or mom and pop didn't have adequate insurance. And so now when I'm sitting across from a client, I'm sharing those stories. Um, you, you know, you, you, you really have to highlight the why, the reason why you're there. And, uh, and I think for me, that has been very, very easy for me to share those stories, but more so than anything, with life insurance, I educate them on the benefits of it, and not just the death benefits. You know, uh, Dick, you have instilled in me living benefits. That's what you, that's what you speak on. And um, I think for me that, that has been very, very – it's been a, a great trans, a easier transition because it's not a sell. I look at it as if I'm up there educating, you know, people like I did, you know, for hospice. And that's another thing, too, and I, I must say this to, to, to the team. You know, I do have a lot of experience with doing presentations at community centers and things of that matter. So everything that I have done in my life, it has come full circle or whatever to put me in a position in this business, you know, to be successful. But, but, but you can't do it without the team that we have, though. Dante, I want to thank you this morning for sharing what you did because uh, this last part that you shared ties right in with something else I've been doing. And this is not something I'm asking you or telling you or even wanting you to go out and do, but I've had the privilege of talking to some uh, property and casualty offices lately. And um, there's a tendency in the PNC world that we've taken care of their PNC, we've got everything in place that they need, and um, you know, getting the blood and the urine and all that kind of stuff on fully underwritten cases and only getting 30 to 50% of it issued, it's not worth the aggravation, and frankly, it isn't. However, now that we have living benefits and people start, are starting to realize in the property and casualty world that their clients who trust them explicitly, just like my parents trusted Jack Cheney and he let them down uh, by not providing a buy-sell agreement and... Uh, uh, a plan that would, if the guy that bought our restaurant died, dad or mom would get the money because dad was dying of cancer at the time. And that's starting to sink in now. Uh, my next move is to talk to some of the realtors in town here. Don't want you doing that. Let me work it out, figure out the details, and go from there. But now, not only are the property and casualty and a couple of the realtors that I've talked to already realizing, yes, we got their house or we got the home insured, but there is another level of responsibility we have to at least acquaint these people with the fact if you get cancer, stroke, or a heart attack that doesn't kill you, there's a very high probability that family is going to lose their home due to foreclosure because if they can't work for six months or a year while they're battling their disease, that family loses the house, and we have the solution to that. It's called living benefits. Now, I don't... I don't usually use the word living benefits with the client. I'm only doing it with you guys here. I talk about what it does, not what it is. It is living benefits. Now, why don't I talk about what it is? Because that's not exciting, that's not emotional, and it makes it easy for a client to shop you. They can call their, your competitor up and say, do you have living benefits? Why, of course we've got those. If that fool was silly enough not to talk about what the living benefits do. They don't deserve that client's business, and you do. So I'm going to change the name of it so that they can't shop me like that. For example, 
I'm going to be talking about if somebody gets cancer, stroke, or heart attack and can't work for six months or a year, we have a foreclosure protection benefit in our plan. So if they call their state farm agent up and say, do you have a foreclosure protection benefit in yours? Uh, no, we haven't got that. Now, I have no idea if State Farm or Allstate has living benefits, and frankly, if you find out, I don't want to know because I want to use and sell our products for what they do, not what they are. And that's one of the keys to being successful here, taking these little tidbits, these gold nuggets that we're giving you on the call here today and turning these into a platform that's difficult for the client to say, i got to think about it. It's difficult for the client to say no. Because for a man to sit there and say, you know, I'm dead, I don't care what happens, and guys, that happens a lot, or at least they're thinking it and they don't buy the insurance because of it, they can do that. But, buddy, I'll tell you what, when you get in their heart and you're protecting their life and extending their life and keeping them from losing their entire state while they're living, that's a different story. That's much harder for them to walk away from. So talk about what the living benefits do not what they are. Um, Dante, thank you so much for sharing this morning. I think that's, that's really an important aspect of what we're doing here. Um, what I would like to do at this point is uh, if you share a couple things here. If you should get a replacement notice on a piece of business you've, you've placed where somebody's come in behind you and they're replacing your business or you get a cancellation notice, this is a way to approach it. I would call Dante up and say, Dante, uh, I noticed that you uh, have decided to move on with a different product. It's not a big deal. Uh, I just need to get you to f sign a form so that they don't keep you in the system and uh, uh, continue taking money out of your account and, and bounce checks in your checking book. Uh, when can I get that signed? And then what we're going to do is we've got a form already made up. We're going to add the, the, the benefits or losing in the living benefits. But at this stage, it's no big deal. I just need to run by and get a signature. They're expecting a fight. They're expecting you to be mad. You're trying to resell them. That's what they expect. So when you call, and it's no big deal. I just need to get this form signed. And then have them initial every benefit they're giving up. And uh, chronic illness, accelerated death benefit rider. And then as they initial it, I'll say, this is the one that if you're terminally ill, they're going to give you you know, well, don't tell them a percentage, give them an amount. So if it's a $250,000 policy, if you're terminally ill, they're going to give you about $200,000 to live on the last year of your life so that you don't lose your house into foreclosure or, or ruin your credit for your wife. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the chronic illness, cancer, stroke, or heart attack, critical illness, and go through all those and have them initial those so that they understand they're giving those things up and then have them sign the form and date it. And you sign it and date it and say, okay, you're off the hook on this. Everything is taken care of. Let me ask you this. Uh, what type of a plan did you get? And I'll tell you where we're losing some of these guys. Uh, a bunch of, of agents have felt like return a premium without living benefits was such a poor product, they never, ever, ever, ever told the agent we had return a premium. So when somebody comes in behind you, and says, oh, you're not getting your money back. The client looks up, what do you mean? Well, yeah, here, you're not getting your money back for another $38 a month. We can put a plan together for you just like this one, and at the end of 30 years, if you're kind enough not to die on us, we're going to give all your money back to you. Well, that's what I want. 
Now, the agent is not telling them it doesn't have living benefits. So when you go back into the house, find out what they bought, and you can discover that, now you're in a position to offer them the AmeriCo return of premium with living benefits. And have them bring the policy out you had for them and say, see here, this is what you've got and point them out what this has and then look at the policy they have and point out it doesn't have that. Now you've got a chance to rewrite them again with AmeriCo, save the business, and take it away from the guy that was less than forthright with them. Now some of the agents that are selling return of premium with our competitors literally don't know the living benefits aren't there. They don't know just because they're not a student of the business. But I'm only sharing this with you. Does it happen often? No. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to my territory, I don't want anybody in there taking business away from us. So just, just for the record, that's one of the things you do. Do I expect you to remember everything I just said? No. But I do expect you to remember, if it happens, to give me a call and we'll walk through it. Yeah, and you know what? That's why we record and we post these to the Sylvester Team podcast. I hope everyone on the call has that uh, subscribed to on their smartphone. Um, you know, when I'm... Uh, talking to new agents, Dick, I usually, especially if they have, you know, another job, I'll just say to them, you know, how long is your commute? Well, if their commute is 30 minutes, and most people are over 20, you can listen to the Sylvester Team podcast, coming or going. You can listen to an Equus Monday morning kickoff call, coming or going. And those are the calls, guys, that are going to get your agents to ignite faster than just about anything. Thank you, Connie. That's so true. I, I do want to cover this morning a little bit about uh, overcoming objections on the phone. We've got a lot of new agents, and after you've made about five dollars, you feel like you've been beat up if you haven't set an appointment. So I just wanted to share with you what happened with me last night. Um, I went, got on the phone and started making appointments, just like everybody else is, and I made uh, 17 dials. I intended to call for two hours, but I ended up strategizing cases and working with agents on their things, so I didn't have that luxury. But I ended up, I made um, 10, 15, I made 25 dials. I uh, had six contacts, and I set four appointments in about 48 minutes. Now, there's a couple things I hope you noticed here already. I know exactly how many dials I made. For example, if I'd have made 37 dials and set no appointments or no contacts, uh, I'm calling at the wrong time or there's something going on. But if I'd have made 37 dials and 12 contacts and set no appointments, then it's something I'm saying. So I'm going to go through with you today. I talked yesterday with a couple of agents to find out what are the things that you're running into the most as a new agent that you don't know how to overcome. Well, the first thing that uh, one of the first things they mentioned is, well, I've already taken care of that. Well, a new agent doesn't know where to turn. Well, they've already bought something, so I guess I can't sell them something. No, they probably bought a plan that doesn't have living benefits, but you can't go there yet. So the, the response is always this, I've already taken care of that. Well, Mary, that's why I'm calling. Do you have the plan that pays off your mortgage when you die? And guys, that's an answer they're always going to say yes to because they don't know any other product, any other reason. Well, yes. Well, see, the reason I ask, always use that transition phrase. The reason I ask is our plan pays if you live or die, 
Have you ever known anybody who had cancer, stroke, or a heart attack, and they didn't die from it? But they were unable to work for six months to a year while they were battling their disease? See, without a paycheck for a year, what do you think is going to happen? Well, they file for bankruptcy and lose their home due to foreclosure. If you qualify, we have a plan that will give our clients fifty dollars to $100,000 to live on while they're fighting their cancer on chemo. I need a little more maintenance to see if you qualify. Your mortgage is $210,000. Is there a second mortgage on that? And I go right into my presentation. Now, why am I saying this to you? Because last night I set three of the four appointments to people who weren't interested because I mentioned what? Well, our plan has a foreclosure protection benefit if you qualify. Foreclosure protection benefit, they've never heard of such a thing. I set three appointments because of that alone. Okay? What was I talking about? Living benefits. Did I mention living benefits? No. I talked about what they do. Uh, the second objection you run into a lot is, well, I have plenty of life insurance. Use the same uh, presentation to overcome that. Well, that's why I'm calling. Uh, do you have all your life insurance uh, pays when you die? And again, they're always going to answer yes because they don't know better. And then you, our plan pays if you live or die, and you go through that with that one. So both objections can be covered with the same presentation. Uh, another objection you run into, well, it's too expensive. Well, that's why I'm calling. What? You know, that's why I'm calling. Many times we can save people from 70 to 80% on their mortgage protection if they qualify. Your mortgage is $110,000, there's a second mortgage there, and you go right into trying to set the appointment. Uh, another one is, well, we're no longer interested. Well, why aren't they interested anymore? Nine times out of ten, the agent that was there before showed them something that was way too expensive. So the elephant in the room is, it's too expensive and they can't afford it, but they're not going to tell you that. So I'm going to bring the elephant out and punch him in the nose with it. Well, I bring up, I say, you're no longer interested. Is, is it because of the price? What are they always going to say? Yes. They're always going to say yes. Well, that's why I'm calling. Uh, many times we can save people 70 to 80% on their mortgage protection, and I go right back through the same presentation I did for it's too expensive. But my point is here, it's usually the money. And whatever excuse they're giving you, other than I've already bought something or I have plenty of life insurance, it's the money. So why not bring it up and overcome it using the benefits that we have through our product? Now, when a lot of times you say, well, Dick, how in the world can you save them 70 to 80%? Our insurance is the same price as everybody else. Mortgage protection, guys, is not return a premium on the whole mortgage. That's nice if you can afford it, but a lot of times mortgage protection is on a $200,000 mortgage, fifty dollars or $75,000. So if he dies in eight years and she's got $50,000 and she gets to stay in the house five years longer, our, our mortgage protection plan protected that family, keeping them in their home for 13 years. So we have to readjust our mindset to what mortgage protection truly is. It's keeping the family in the home. Now, we don't talk about that on the phone. Your purpose and desire and goal when you're on the phone is one thing, one reason, and one reason only. Get the appointment. Mm -hmm. Because once you're in the house, then you have the opportunity to earn their trust. Once you have their trust, 
then they're willing to listen to some options. And many times your options really make a lot of sense. For example, if you're talking to a couple in their 50s and he dies in eight years and she's able to stay in the house another three years, maybe by the time 72, 73, 74, she's run out of money and has to move out of the house. <coughs> now it's time to move in with the kids, but you've given them all those years of being able to stay in their own home at a much lower price. Our competition, guys, has not grasped that yet, and, and we're not going to tell them. But these are ways that you can help our clients, help your clients, and keep them in the home and overcome some of these objections that they bring up that really, really are not valid. It's just the fact that they have the wrong knowledge and they're basing their decision on incorrect knowledge and understanding is what it amounts to, Connie. Well, I think that is a pretty good lesson for today, and I hope that you'll uh, pass this on to your new folks who may not have been able to make the call because they, uh, you know, they have a full-time job and they're doing this part-time, you know, trying to build their dream part-time and make this work for them. Um, thanks again to Becky and Dante, and uh, just want to remind you that um, signing up for convention is very important to do it now. Uh, it gives you credibility when you're building your team, and um, also to book your room because. Um, you know, if if you had a family situation where you absolutely could not attend, the room is cancelable up to a week. So you want to make certain that you have a room at the Marriott Orlando World Center, same as we were in uh, a month ago, same hotel, so that you're not walking back and forth or driving your car, getting Uber, whatever. Um, you want to be right where the action is. And so book those rooms, buy those tickets, and um, show us that uh, you know, you're here to stay and we're here to help you guys in every way that we can. We want each person on this line who wants to be a sales manager, we want you to be a sales manager, and that's why we're here for you. Uh, a special shout-out to Joyce today for getting on the call her very first time. Just came on board with us yesterday. Uh, Miguel and Dick uh, spoke with her, and um, she believed enough in them and believed enough in Equus to jump on this morning. And personally, I think she got her money's worth. Guys, let's um, go Let ahead. Let ask you, Connie. If they're going to book their room today, when should they arrive in Orlando? That's a very good question. The meetings actually start on Thursday. Um, if you absolutely can't arrive Wednesday night, I would arrive the very first um, flight that comes in on Thursday morning. Um, things start on Thursday, and when you come in late on Thursday, you've missed out. So let's uh, listen for announcements on that and uh, book your flights uh, as the time allows. Guys, have a great week.